What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another FRS Hoops podcast. Alex Kloja and Luke Ryan. <laughs> oh, the Toronto Raptors. Mm. What is you doing? We just got an ESPN notification. <laughs> Breaking. LeBron, 29, 11-8. The Cavs just make absolute quick work of Toronto. Um, uh, in all honesty, NBA it, Twitter legitimately <laughs> forgot there was a fourth quarter. Really? Yes, there were there were several people on the old Twitter machine who, at the end of the third quarter, then tweeted out that they had forgotten <laughs> that there was another quarter. I mean, after the Cavaliers had to go seven games with the Pacers, fought tooth and nail, at one point it looked like LeBron's demise was going to come to a, an Indiana Pacers team. They faced the number one seed... Toronto Raptors, who won, what, 65 games or something? In the 59. 59 games. Sorry, that was Houston, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> they just demolished them. I mean, it, <laughs> take away the buzzer beater, and it was just, it was effortless. Tonight's game, a 35-point win. And LeBron, I mean, I know you look at the box score, you see he had 29, but he... It's not like he took over the game. He, he had didn't. two points in the first quarter. I think the the Horver Hill Corver Hill and Smith started twelve of twelve yeah. in the field. They had forty three combined points. Kevin Love had twenty three. There there's literally just nothing to say positive about the Raptors performance tonight. The no. Marder Rosen got ejected in the third quarter for a flagrant two. Admittedly, it's probably why they lost the series because he got ejected. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like it was probably not. A real I mean, it's it's two, the, but... here's the thing. It's like you know, Demar for how good of a play. I mean, and the thing is, is that that four game sample size it doesn't really tell the tale. I mean, nobody on that. Nobody in that series played well. Um, Serge Ibaka played like garbage. Kyle, or, you know, Serge didn't have a great series. Kyle Lowry struggled. It, it was Murphy's Law for Toronto, which by now there's no there's no way ever you can count this team as a this team should not scare anybody. You can't say that the team is going to prove something when they have yet to prove it. I I just I don't know what to say anymore. Ak, this team has been given. Every opportunity, it's been given every chance, it's been given every narrative, it's been given There's, just every... We're, we want them to succeed. We we don't... Yeah. We, like, it's like we're rooting against yeah, them. Right? They, do it to, they, did it, they do it to themselves. They, <laughs> they saw... I saw like the four-game wrap-up. They lost to a buzzer beater. They got blown out. They uh, lost for the first time ever. They lost after leading the game wire-to-wire... In regulation, and then lost in overtime in game one. Yep. Uh, game two, they fought for a comeback, still lost. It's just they—they they literally, they—they they had a team meeting and sat down and said, "Let's go for the the basketball equivalent of a cycle, but in terms of losing." Yeah. And, and it's just it, it, honestly, tonight was embarrassing. It, at no point. Did I ever really look at this team? That's got to be one of the worst one seeds of all time. I mean... It might be. I, after watching the Cavs play these last four games of this series, I don't know if it says more about the Indiana Pacers or more about the Toronto Raptors. I think it says more about the Pacers and Oladipo. I think this Raptors team is just not... Equipped. ...good enough 
or yeah, I guess not equipped for playoff but basketball. The, but at the same time, it's you know, if winning fifty nine games during the regular season doesn't happen by accident. You know, no, it winning doesn't. winning almost two I, out of every three games. I think the the biggest difference is is in the regular season. You don't have teams preparing for you as hard as you do in the playoffs. You have teams that are like, oh. It's just another game in the schedule. Yeah. We got to play Toronto this time. And then we also still got to keep an eye on this team, this team, and this team. You don't have um, you don't have an entire week teams of like, are just playing this. Yeah. And so when you look at this Toronto Raptors team, I think the problem is when you hit the playoffs and you look at them, you can easily identify their major flaws. Yep. And because of that, you're able to take DeMar DeRozan out of his game. You're able to uh, take Kyle Lowry out of his game. You're able to recognize that nobody else on that team is ever going to be that much of a volume scorer. No, nobody's a threat. Y- your, mean... your third best scoring threat is probably Van Fleet. Van Vliet. Maybe Serge Ibaka. I mean, it's, yeah, that's, Jonah, like, it's not really that scary. And plus, when you have LeBron James on the court, uh, tonight was a pretty good example of when those guys step up and they're hitting shots. It's a good, it's a fun team to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, this team isn't going to stifle anybody defensively. It's it's not really a hot take to say that LeBron James's defense has gone down in recent years. J.R. Smith isn't a great defender. Kyle Korver isn't a great defender. Um, you're going to get sporadic defensive lapses, but when you're moving the ball so well and JR is hitting threes and Kyle Korver can hit, it just makes the offensive flow so much more fluid. And The past 15 years of LeBron's career has been defined by Help. give me shooters and I'll win. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what this team is. Kyle Korver, J.R. Swish, Kevin Love. These are you surrounded him with people who can shoot when he drives, and that's all LeBron needs. And going forward, it'll be interesting, in my opinion, is uh, going up against Celtics, probably going up against the Celtics, barring a historic collapse. Uh, what Brad Stevens, I think, is probably the best matchup for a LeBron James. Probably. You're not going to rely on players trying to outplay LeBron because that's <laughs> never going to happen. You're going to rely on your coach being able to out-scheme Tyron Lue, which in theory should not be that difficult of a At thing. At least not on paper, no. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, thought, I, I saw a funny, a funny little, uh, little anecdote in that during last year's Eastern Conference Finals between the Celtics or the Cavs, Something like the Celtics didn't hold a lead at one point against the Cavs when they were in Cleveland. So I'm curious to see how this team, how this core of players, much different than last year's core of players. Obviously, they brought in Kyrie from Cleveland. He's not playing. They don't have Gordon Hayward. Brown, Tatum, Horford, Rozier. A lot of new faces in that in that crowd if they do indeed play Boston. And then even looking ahead if we have to, if Cleveland gets past Boston and plays Golden State, let's say, and let's say the, the series goes four or five games, whatever. It's it's you can't say it's on LeBron. I mean, f- f- how many forty plus point games already? The guy's just a machine. It's not on him. So it's not going. I don't think it's going to tarnish his legacy. I think LeBron's almost playing with house money. Le- LeBron's legacy is set. I, it, you're always going to have the who's better, Michael Jordan or LeBron, arguments for the rest of time. But in the end. The resumes are set. It doesn't matter if LeBron wins another title. LeBron, I think, could win another. Uh, LeBron would have to win another five titles if he if anyone if he wants to be able to get anyone's to sit, uh, admit that he might be better than Jordan. And even then, you will you're still, still see get, people. Get, oh, he wasn't undefeated. You're gonna still get your argument. Yeah. But either way, LeBron 
is moving on with ease to the Eastern Conference Finals. First team, Cavs, to punch the ticket to the Conference Finals. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the Western Conference matchups, so you guys take care, and we'll be back tomorrow.